Okay, so feel free to stop listening to this if your career is going great, you're thrilled with your life, and you're happy with your relationships. Enjoy the rest of your fucking day. This episode is not for you. You're doing a great job, and we're all really proud of you. For the rest of you, I want you to try something. Name five impressive things about yourself. Write them down, or just shout them loud in your car. But here's a catch. You're not allowed to list anything you are, nice, honest, pretty, etc. But instead, only list things that you do, i.e., I just won a national chess tournament, or I make the best chili in Wisconsin, whatever. If you found that difficult, well, then this is going to be for you, because you're going to fucking hate hearing it. My only defense is that this is stuff I wish somebody would have told me around 1995. The world only cares about what it can get from you. Let's say that the person you love the most has just been shot. He or she is lying in the street, bleeding and screaming. A guy rushes up and says, step aside. He looks over at your loved one's bullet wound. He pulls out a pocket knife. He's going to operate right there on the street. You ask, are you a doctor? And the guy says, no. No. You say, but I mean, you you know what you're doing, right? You're like a, an old army medic. or And at this point, the guy becomes annoyed. He tells you he's a nice guy. He's honest. He's always on time. He tells you that he's a great son to his mother. He has a rich life full of fulfilling hobbies. And he boasts that he never uses foul language. And confused, you say, how does any of that fucking matter when my wife, husband, best friend, parent is lying here bleeding. I need somebody who knows how to operate on bullet wounds. Can you fucking do that or not? Now the man becomes agitated. Why are you being so shallow and selfish? Do you not care about any of his other good qualities? Didn't you just hear him say that he always remembers his girlfriend's birthday? In light of all the good things he does, does it really matter if he knows how to perform surgery? And in that panicked moment... You will take your bloody hands and shake him by the shoulders, screaming, Yes, I am saying none of that shit matters, because in this specific situation, I just need somebody who can stop the bleeding, you crazy fucking asshole. So here's my terrible truth about the adult world. You're in that very situation every single day of your life. Only... You are the confused guy with a pocket knife, and all of society is the bleeding gunshot victim. If you want to know why society seems to shun you, or why you seem to get no respect, it's because society is full of people who need things. They need houses built, they need food to eat, they need entertainment, they need fulfilling sexual relationships. You've arrived at that scene of that emergency, holding your pocket knife, by virtue of your birth, the moment you came into the world, you became part of a system designed purely to see to people's needs. Either you will go about the task of seeing to those needs by learning a unique set of skills, or the world will reject you. No matter how kind or giving or polite you are, you will be poor, you will be alone, and you will be left out in the cold. Does that seem mean or crass or materialistic? What about love and kindness? Don't those things matter? Okay, of course. As long as they result in you doing things for people that they can't get anywhere else, 
the hippies were wrong. For those of you who can't remember the movie Glen Gary, Glen Ross, there's a famous speech by Alec Baldwin where he gives a cinematic masterpiece of a monologue. He addresses a full room of dudes and tears them a new asshole, telling them that they're about to be fired unless they can close the sales they've been assigned. He quotes, Nice guy? Don't give a shit. Good father? Fuck you. Go home and play with your kids. If you want to work, you close. It's brutal, rude, and borderline sociopathic. And also, it's an honest and accurate expression of what the world is going to expect from you. The difference is that in the real world, people consider it so wrong to talk to you that way that they've decided it's better to just simply let you keep failing. Alec Baldwin was nominated for an Oscar for that movie, and that's the only scene he's in. As smart people have pointed out, the genius of that speech is that half the people who watch it think that the point of the scene is, wow, what it must be like to have such an asshole of a boss. And the other half of people who watch it think, fuck yes, let's go out and sell some goddamn real estate. If you were in that room, some of you would understand this as work, but feed off the energy of a message anyway. Welcome the coaches cursing at you. This guy's awesome. While some of you would take it personally, think this guy's a jerk, say, you have no right to talk to me like that, or the standard maneuver when narcissism is confronted with a greater power, quietly seethe and fantasize about finding information that will out him as a hypocrite. That is why some people seem to have so much trouble getting jobs. And the point is that the difference of these two attitudes, bitter versus motivated, largely determines whether or not you will succeed in the world. For instance, some people want to respond to that speech in Tyler Durden's line from Fight Club, you are not your job. But, well, actually you are. Granted, your job and your means of employment might not be in the same thing, but in both cases, you are nothing more than the sum total of your useful skills. For instance, being a good mother is a job that requires a skill. It's something a person can do that is useful to other members of society. But make no mistake, your job, the useful thing you do for other people, is all you are. There's another reason why surgeons get more respect than comedy writers. There's a reason mechanics get more respect than unemployed hipsters. There is a reason your job will become your label if your death makes the news. Tyler said, you are not your job. But then he founded and ran a successful soap company and became the head of an international social and political movement. He was totally his job. Or think of it this way. Remember when Chick-fil-A came out against gay marriage and how despite the protest, the company continues to sell billions of sandwiches a day? It's not because a country agrees with them. It's because they do their job at making delicious sandwiches. And that's all that matters. Now, you don't have to like it. I don't like it when it rains on my birthday, but it fucking rains anyway. Clouds form and precipitation happens. People have needs and thus assign value to the people who can meet them. These are simple mechanisms of the universe and they do not respond to our wishes. If you protest that you're not a shallow capitalist materialist and that you disagree that money is everything, I can only say, who said anything about money? You're missing the point. What you produce does not have to make money, but it does have to benefit people. 
so let's try a non-money example so you don't get hung up on that. The demographic of people who are my friends are 20, 30-something-year-old males. So in many of my messages and texts, I read dozens of stories a year from miserable, lonely guys who insist that women won't come near them despite the fact that they are just the nicest guy in the world. I can explain what is wrong with this mindset, but I would just link them that speech from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross again. Except in this case, Baldwin is playing the part of all the attractive women in your life. They won't put it as bluntly as he does. Society has trained us not to be honest with people, but the equation is the same. Nice guy who gives a shit. If you want to work here, close. So what do you bring to the table? Because Kate Beckinsale lookalike over there in the bookstore that you've been daydreaming about moisturizes her face for an hour every night and feels guilty when she eats anything other than a salad for lunch. She's going to be a surgeon in 10 years. What the fuck do you do? What, so you're saying that I can't get girls like that unless I have a nice job and make lots of money? No, your brain just jumps to that conclusion so you have an excuse to write off everyone who rejects you by thinking they're just being shallow or selfish. I'm asking, what do you offer? Are you smart? Funny? Interesting? Talented? Ambitious? Creative? Okay, now, what do you do to demonstrate those abilities and attributes to the world? And don't say you're a nice guy. That's the bare minimum. Pretty girls have guys being nice to them 600 times a day. The patient is bleeding in the street. Do you know how to operate or not? Well, I'm not sexist or racist or greedy or shallow or abusive. Not like those other douchebags. Okay, I'm sorry, and I know this is hard to hear. But if all you can do is list a bunch of faults you don't have, then back the fuck away from the patient. Because there's a witty, handsome guy with a promising career ready to step in and operate. Does that break your heart? Okay, so now what? Are you going to mope about it? Or are you going to learn how to do surgery? It's up to you, but don't complain about how girls fall for jerks. They fall for those jerks because those jerks have other things they can offer. But I'm a great listener. Are you? Because you're willing to sit quietly in exchange for the chance to be in the proximity of a pretty girl and spend every second imagining how soft your skin must be? Well, guess what? There's another guy in her life who also knows how to do that, and he can play guitar. Saying you're a nice guy is like a restaurant whose only selling point is that the food doesn't make you sick. You're like a new movie whose title is, This Movie is in English, and the tagline is, The Actors Are Clearly Visible. I think this is why you can be a nice guy and still feel terrible about yourself. Specifically, you hate yourself because you don't do anything. So what, you're saying that I should pick up a book on how to get girls? Okay, only if the step one in the book is start making yourself into the type of person girls want to be around. Because that's a step that always gets skipped. It's always, how can I get a job? It's not, how can I become the type of person employers want? It's, how can I get pretty girls to like me? Instead of, how can I become the type of person that pretty girls like? See, because the second one could very well require giving up many of your favorite hobbies and paying more attention to your appearance, and God knows what else. You might even have to change your personality. Well, why can't I find someone who likes me for me, you ask? Well, the answer is because humans need things. 
the victim is bleeding and all you can do is look down a complaint that there aren't more gunshot wounds that just fix themselves. But I'm not good at anything. Well, I have good news for you. Throw enough hours of repetition at it and you can get good at pretty much anything. Don't like the prospect of pouring all that time into a skill? Well, I got good news and bad news for you. Good news is the sheer act of practicing will help you come out of your shell. I got through years of tedious office work because I knew that I was learning a unique set of skills on the side. People quit because it takes too long to see results. Because they can't figure out that the process is the result. And the bad news is that you have no other choice. If you want to work here, close. Because in my non-expert opinion, you don't hate yourself because you have low self-esteem or because other people were mean to you. You hate yourself because you don't do anything. Not even you can just love you for you. That's why you're miserable and you're writing on Facebook asking what you should do with your life. Look, do the math. How much of your time is spent consuming things other people made? TV, music, video games, websites, versus making your own stuff. Only one of those adds to your value as a human being. And if you hate hearing this, and you're responding with something you heard as a kid that sounds like, it's on the inside that matters, well, then I can only say, what you are inside only matters because of what it makes you do. Don't get me wrong. Who you are inside is everything. The guy who built a house for his family from scratch did it because of who he was inside. Every bad thing you've ever done has started with a bad impulse, some thought ricocheting around inside your skull until you acted on it. And every good thing you've done is the same. Who you are inside is the metaphorical dirt from which your fruit grows. But here's what everyone needs to know and many can't accept. You are nothing but fruit. Nobody cares about your dirt. Who you are inside is meaningless, aside from what it produces for other people. Inside, you have great compassion for poor people. Great. Does that result in you doing anything about it? Did you hear about some terrible tragedy in your community and say, Oh, those poor children, let them know that they're my thoughts and prayers. Because, fuck you, if so. Find out what they need and help provide it. A hundred million people watched that Coney video, virtually all of whom kept those poor African children in their thoughts and prayers. What did their collective power of those thoughts provide? Jack fucking shit. Children die every day because millions of us tell ourselves that caring is just as good as doing. It's an internal mechanism controlled by the lazy part of your brain to keep you from actually doing work. How many of you are saying to yourself right now, he or she would love me if only he or she only knew what an interesting person I am? Really? How do all of your interesting thoughts and ideas manifest themselves in the world? What do they cause you to do? If your dream girl or dream guy had a hidden camera that followed you around for a month, would they be impressed with what they saw? Remember, they can't read your mind, they can only observe. Would they want to be a part of that life? Because all I'm asking you to do is apply the same standard to yourself that you apply to everyone else. 
Don't you have that annoying Christian friend whose only offer to help everyone is to pray for them? And doesn't it drive you fucking nuts? I'm not even commenting on whether or not prayer works. It doesn't change the fact that they chose the one type of help that doesn't require them to get off the sofa. They abstain from every vice. They think clean thoughts, their internal dirt is as pure as can be. But what fruit grows from it? And they should know this better than anybody. I stole the goddamn fruit metaphor from the Bible. Jesus said something in the effect of a tree is judged by its fruit over and over and over again. Granted, Jesus never said, if you want to work your clothes, but he did say every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. The people didn't react well to being told that, just as salesmen didn't react well to Alec Baldwin telling them they need to grow some fucking balls or resign. Which brings me to my final point. Everything inside of you will fight improvement. The human mind is a miracle, and you will never see it spring more beautifully into action than when it's fighting against evidence that it needs to change. Your psyche is equipped with layer after layer of defense mechanisms designed to shoot down anything that might keep things from staying exactly where they are. Just ask any addict. So even now, some of you might be listening to this, and you're feeling your brain bombard you with knee-jerk reactions to reject it. From my own experience, I can say that these always seem to come in the form of intentionally interpreting any criticism as an insult. Who is he to call me lazy and wordless? A good person should never talk to me like this. He said all this just to feel superior to me, and he's making me feel bad for my life. I'm going to think up my own insult and even the score. Whatever. Or focusing on the messenger to avoid hearing the message. Who is this guy to tell me how to live. Oh, he's so high and mighty. It's just some dumb guy on a podcast. I'm going to dig up something on him that reassures him that he's stupid and that everything he's saying is stupid. This guy's pretentious. It makes me vomit. Or you're focusing on the tone to avoid hearing the content. I'm going to dig through here until I find a joke or a phrase or a sentence he said that's offensive when taken out of context and then talk and think about only that. Or revising your own history. Things aren't so bad. I know I was threatening suicide last month, but I'm feeling better now. It's entirely possible that if I just keep doing what I'm doing, eventually things will just work out. I'll get my big break. And if I keep doing favors for that pretty girl, eventually she'll come around. Or finally, pretending that any self-improvement would somehow be selling out. Oh, I guess I'm supposed to get rid of all my manga and uh, instead go to the gym for six hours a day and get a spray on tan like Jersey Shore douchebags because that's the only option and so on. Remember, misery is comfortable. It's why so many people prefer it. Happiness takes effort and courage. It's incredibly comforting to know that as long as you don't create anything in your life, then nobody can attack the thing you created. It's so much easier to just sit back and criticize other people's creations. This movie is stupid. That couple's kids are brats. That couple's relationship is a mess. That rich guy is shallow. That girl's shirt is terrible. This restaurant sucks. This podcast is bullshit. I better send him a mean tweet. Yeah, see, there, I created something. Oh, wait, did I forget to mention that part? Yeah, whatever you tried to build or create, 
be it a poem or a new skill or relationship, you will find yourself immediately surrounded by non-creators who trash it. Maybe not to your face, but they'll do it. Your drunk friends do not want you to get sober. Your fat friends do not want you to start a fitness regimen. Your jobless friends do not want to see you embark on a career. Just remember that they're only expressing their own fears, since trashing other people's work is another excuse to do nothing. Why should I create anything when the things other people create suck? I totally would have written a novel by now, but I'm just going to wait for something good. I don't want to write the next Twilight. As long as they never produce anything, it will be forever perfect and beyond reproach. Or if they do produce something, they'll make sure to do it with detached irony. They'll make it intentionally bad to make it clear to everyone that it's not their real effort. Their real effort would have been amazing, not like the shit you made. Don't be that person. And if you are that person, don't be that person anymore. This is what's making people hate you. This is what's making you hate yourself. So how about this? The end of 2020 is our deadline. Or the end of the year for whenever you hear this. While other people are telling you, let's make a New Year's resolution to lose 15 pounds this year. I'm saying let's fucking do anything. Add any skill, any improvement to your human tool set. And get good enough to impress people. Don't ask me what help. Pick something random if you don't know. Take a class in karate or ballroom dancing, pottery, learn to bake, build a birdhouse, learn massage, learn a programming language, film a porno, adopt a superhero persona, fight some fucking crime, start a YouTube podcast, read. But the key is, I don't want you to focus on something great that you're going to make happen for you. Like, I'm going to find a girlfriend, I'm going to make lots of money. I want you to purely focus on giving yourself a skill that would make you ever so slightly more interesting and valuable to other people. But I don't have the money to take a cooking class. Then fucking Google how to cook. They've even filtered out the porn now, and so it's easier than ever. Because damn it, you have to kill those excuses. Or they'll kill you. <laughs>